There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com. Your weekend home for all things sport. This is The Grill on Dubai Eye 103.8. Live from Barasti. Here's Tom Urquhart. Indeed, it is a significant day for sports fans around the world, none more so than South Africans. Congratulations to South Africa, uh, crowned Rugby World Cup champions, and deservedly so a little earlier on today with a convincing victory over England rugby. Uh, our focus now changed to all things football. Why? Because uh, six games underway in the Premier League, three games underway over in the Scottish Premiership. There's games in the Championship and games across Europe as well. Uh, no goals to report. Uh, as yet, uh, I've got Alex Brune alongside me, uh, a passionate Liverpool fan. Uh, happy with the first two minutes Listen, you've been watching? Uh, I've got to say, Aston Villa should be up. They've had a great chance in the first two minutes. Uh, almost like uh, very similar to the Spurs game last weekend. A mix-up in the Liverpool back row. Uh, El Ghazi found himself through on goal. He had a great shot that was blocked. It still got through to Alisson, who cleaned it up. But Aston Villa, very unlucky. They could be up 1-0 after just one minute. Uh, kickoffs in the championship. We've got games ongoing over in German Bundesliga as well. Uh, games with controversy as well. Yeah, 34 minutes on the clock. Eintracht Frankfurt taking on the perennial champions of German football, the biggest club. They call them FC Hollywood at Bayern Munich. And what a turn up for the books <laughs> this one because I can tell you, Frankfurt lead Bayern by a goal to nil. It's Filip Kostic, the former Stuttgart man, the Serbian international, who has opened the scoring after 25 minutes. But that only tells half the story because Jerome Boateng, the former from Manchester City defender, the German international, showing a straight red card inside nine minutes for Bayern München. They're down to ten men. They're down by a goal to nil as well. The pressure mounts on Roberto Kovac. Roma still leading Napoli by that single goal. They're underway over in Spain as well. Levante taking on Barcelona. We'll give you some team news uh, on the Barcelona lineup in just a few moments' time. Uh, one of our feature matches will, of course, be Liverpool, the leaders in the Premier League. Uh, let's hear from Jurgen Klopp ahead of this it's really difficult to judge something like that. I'm not sure what is the appropriate punishment for something like that, but two things I can say about it is um, I don't think it's too important to, 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 to discuss now the, the kind of punishment. It's more, much more important that we that we spoke about it, that we speak about it, and it will not happen in the future. That's that's the thing. And now usually I think that's a system that the punishment should lead to to that, that people don't do it anymore because it was too expensive or they cannot play the games. But um, in this specific case, that is not the case, I would say, because the people, it was not the, the Bulgarian FA who, who had, um, was responsible in the situation, but different people who did it. Um, and we have to make sure that they don't do it anymore. So that's what would have to um, what have to be done after that, and, um, and even more. Be, and now we, are in the, we live in a time where it's obviously it, the, the problem is coming up again or existing still, whatever. And um, all what we can do and what we can try that we that we sort it for the future, just to make aware of the of the things, just to point on it, but this discuss it in the right way and don't and don't discuss the wrong things afterwards. I don't understand really why we discuss the punishment because uh, if we would have asked for I don't know how much money and, and a five game ban whatever would that lead to the situation that um, these guys not only in Bulgaria because not only a Bulgarian problem but these guys then would have said okay oh sorry we don't do it again so that's where we have to work on and not discussing the punishment too much 
thoughts there of Jurgen Klopp speaking ahead of this game, not just about uh, Liverpool issues, but issues in football at the, the moment. Uh, they are still nil-nil. Alex Bruins watching this one for us on the big screen down here at Barasti. Not nervous yet, are you? No, listen, I think it's all been Liverpool since then. Al Ghazi had the early chance, of course. He was the star for Aston Villa as they won their um, uh, quarterfinal, sorry, won their, their round of the League Cup just uh, during the week. They look pretty good in that match, Aston Villa, of course. So, And then we've got another big issue, of course, in, uh, in football, in English football, with Liverpool now, who are coming out to play in the World Club Championship. They're due to play Aston Villa in the League Cup, and now they can't fit the game in. So um, there's lots <laughs> of talk where there were some great shots on Instagram. There was a, like a shot of an under-12 Liverpool side <laughs> and then I said, this is the Liverpool side to play Aston Villa. So Jurgen Klopp is also talking about the racism issue there in Bulgaria. He's also talked a lot this week about the overuse of players, how players are playing yeah. so much football. Is it too much football? When is football too much? Because these guys, he was saying, someone like Sadio Mane gets two weeks off a year. And these guys aren't supermen. I mean, they play a lot of football. They can't just keep going and keep going. So it'll be interesting to see what happens and when that Aston Villa-Liverpool League Cup quarterfinal gets paid. Let's, give, uh, let's go back to our team news for you, shall oh, we? Here's uh, a big chance for Villa. They're through on goal. Another mistake by Liverpool. Very uncertain at the back. Uh, Liverpool uncertain at the back. Uh, what's the? Uh, let's get some team news for you ahead of uh, the Brighton-Norwich game, which has just kicked off in the Premier League as well. Uh, Brighton unchanged. Chris McCarty? Yeah, they certainly are. Graham Potter has cottoned on to a winning formula down there at the Amex Arena. Matthew Ryan, the Aussie international number one, starts in goals. Montoya, Webster, Dunk and Byrne. It's Gross, Proper, Stevens, and Alzate across the midfield with Neil Moppe and Aaron Connolly, the young Republic of Ireland striker, leading the line for Graham's side as for Norwich well it is as you'd expect from them Tim Krul in goals back four of Ahrens Tete Godfrey and Lewis midfield two of McLean and Tribal it's then Buendia Steeperman Hernandez with Timu Puki the Finn once again leading the line for Daniel Varkey's side it is though I can tell you after seven minutes still remains 0-0 uh, Brighton were good last weekend in that 3-2 win over Everton if you missed it let's relive the moments Steps up. This is it. Top corner. Brilliant from the German. Absolutely brilliant. Albion lead Everton. Superb delivery from set piece. And he wraps his foot around that. And Everton a level. Richarlison. Wobi dancing this way and that. This is it in. And another spark stop from Matty Ryan. Alzate takes his time. Into the air, up against Sidibe. Alzate over the bar. Hunting for his first goal for the Albion. Proper hangs back to provide an angle. Proper's ball in. Oh, and they found the net. But the offside flag is up. Okay, Calvert-Lewin. He's found the net. And Everton looked like they might have pinched this. With just over 15 minutes to go, the substitute slipped in and slipped beyond Matty Ryan. The top four, Connolly, who has gone down. I think they've given a penalty here. They have. Albion given a penalty and they have the opportunity to level. More paint for 2-2. There it is. Albion level. Ryan with the catch and rolls it out straight away for Alzate. Neat back heel. Here's Trossard. 
good football. Burn, look at this, Albion pouring forward. Trossard, here comes Trossard into the area. Can he pick the cross? He can! And Albion have won it at the dead. Three points for the Seagulls. Trossard the creator. It's an own goal and they won't care. What a finish here at the Amex. That was last weekend uh, against Everton. This weekend they are up against Norwich. No goals in this one as yet. A couple of minutes on the clock there. Uh, Chris was telling us the team news there. One man who has retained his place in the Norwich starting eleven is Onel Hernandez, who has made an impression at the club in more ways than one. Let's catch up with him ahead of the game this evening, which is underway at Norwich and uh, are away at Brighton. At the end of the day, I was uh, I'm very sad that we, you know, we lost um, against Man United because I was thinking that the first 50 minutes that we was good in the game, and I don't know, like I don't saw really the situations. I only heard about the VIA, but um, the team was the first 50 minutes very good, and then to take some some goals like I don't know, really really know was not for me very good, and um, yeah, was at the end of the day, yeah. Was a um, whatever was a game, and we have to keep going on, you know. There was um, moments in the first, we had a good chance in the first half, particularly when Todd um, had a really good chance, and you know, it seemed to take theirs. Is that, is that a lesson for the team in terms of it's really important to take your chances, especially in the Premier League? Yeah, of course, because we are not more in a championship, you know, we are now in a Premier League, and every chance that we have, we have to take it because if you don't score, then uh, the other team is uh, uh, can take the chance and then you you run behind them and that's that's why um we have to keep going on we have to stick together we have to work harder we have to really for me like forget the the last games really forget the i mean we play the season is not bad i mean we play our style from last year we play good football and i like that i like to see and i so for me like when i come in i like to help my team but like you know we we are thinking about too much about the last games that we beat man city and Whatever. No, this is over now. You know, we have to stick together. We have to work hard um, because we want to stay in this league. You know, and this is the best league in the world. And we have to fight for that. We have to work for that. And you have to feel it. Yeah. And also, like from outside, we need the fans. We need them. We need them in every game. We need that. We need to feel that. And we self, we have to give them something back. And this is what I miss today as well. Like we don't really um, uh, go in the fight today. We, we was really. We play good, the first 15 minutes very nice and very good, but then I feel like they win the battles and all of that, and this is very not good, this is not us, we have to fight for that. But for you personally, um, you came on in the second half at half-time, um, and it's your first stage of Cow Road action for a, a long while, it must have been nice to be back in front of the home crowd again. Yeah, yeah of course, it's, it's amazing, you know, like, I was thinking, my goodness, I score a goal, and, uh, my first goal in the Premier League, Amazing, but at the end of the day, it was it's nice, yeah. But I don't can celebrate this goal because um, it was uh, we conceded already three goals, and um, yeah, this. But this is the reaction. Like this can keep uh, us uh, very strong and um, make us uh, sh- uh, clear that we have to keep going on. We have to work hard. We have to win the battles. We have to uh, risk some th- sometimes things, and then uh, yeah, then you see what happens. Like um, and I, I really I don't think that. Manchester United was so good today. Really, Man City. Okay, when we talk about Man City, no, Man City was 100% stronger than them, and that was not for me. Like, we we 100% can beat them. That's for sure. Yeah, but um, I know it's disappointing with the team performance. But on your goal, I mean, I think that's you become the first Cuban player to score in the Premier League. That must be an immense honour for you. Yeah, of course. I'm 
I think I'm proud for that, that's for sure. And um, not only me, I mean, maybe I have later 100% 10,000 messages from a lot of Cubans, and yeah, I'm proud for that. But, you know, it's, it's nice to have that and to, f to have this feeling, but also, like, I will help my team and I will keep going on to work. And, you know, for me it's that more important than that we win the games and stick together and fight and have good games then I score a goal or something, you know. I'm proud of that, that's for sure. But for me, it's a win better. Puki scored five goals in one game and we win the game than me, you know. And that is, for me, like, more important. The team is it's one more important. And we have to stick together, we have to fight, and we have to fight back. And, yeah, we'll see you next week. So this is why we're taking the decision to change the timings of the grill so we can stay on top of goals as and when they go in. Not one, but two going in in the Premier League. Chris McCarty. Make it three. We'll start at wow. the Etihad Stadium. We keep you bang up to date with the live goals in the 7pm kickoffs in the English Premier League. We'll start at the Etihad. Manchester City against Southampton. Man City, the Rod Rickshaw over Southampton in the League Cup in midweek. I can tell you. It's Man City nil, Southampton 1. James wow. Ward-Prowse is the man who has opened the scoring at the Etihad. Great work down the right-hand side by Danny Ings. He gets the cross in. It is cleared to Stuart Armstrong, the Scottish international. His shot should be food and drink for a goalkeeper of the quality of Ederson. What does he do? He spills it. He can't keep hold of the slippy ball. It falls out to the path of James Ward-Prowse. Nonchalant as you like. He just scoops the ball over Ederson into the empty net. Wheels off in celebration. Southampton lead at Manchester City it isn't the only goal and if you're a Burnley fan well um, you're not going to be a fan of me now because I can tell you Sheffield United won Burnley nil and oh my goodness you many of you that play fantasy football will most definitely have this man in your fantasy team it's John Lundstrom John Lundstrom he's midfielder he plays midfield. He's listed as a defender in the game. If you don't have him in fancy, you're an absolute <laughs> numpty. Get him in. It's he that scored the goal. He's opened the scoring after 17 minutes for Sheffield United. And the goals continue to fly in because down at the London Stadium, bad news for you, Tom, it's West Ham nil, Newcastle United 1. And it is a cross to the back post. It's headed back into the path. He doesn't score many, does Kieran Clark, but it's the former Aston Villa, the Republic of Ireland international. He heads it. He bullets it past. Roberto into the far corner it's West Ham nil Newcastle one goals are plenty in the English Premier League I mean it just things going wrong at the London Stadium at the moment uh, West Ham just uh, after that really positive start to the season Bruni things just seeming to change I I, I know I said it to, to, to you and Chris last week but I think the lack of uh, a sort of standout goalkeeper has really affected them Lucas Fabianski has been so good for them over the last couple of seasons obviously out injured for several months um, and, and they didn't buy cleverly with their goalkeeping replacements over the summer he's they a midfielder Tom cleverly oh, very good <laughs> yeah. very good I'm here all night I'm here all night and I just think they're lacking that lack, they're lacking that sort of respect to the back almost yeah. it does it makes such a big difference if you have a keeper the keeper can change the whole psychology of that back four it really can and you used to see that at Liverpool when they had Loris Karius in gold or Simon Mignolet in gold the whole Liverpool back four were very jumpy they were very jittery they didn't know sort of what to do but now as soon as Allison's come in there they have this solidity about them because they have the faith behind and also he's always talking to his back four he's saying watch this watch that watch 
watch that. But quickly, while we're on this, some lots of chances over in Villa Park. Villa had a really great ch uh, chance. Wesley found himself in front of goal and couldn't get his head on the ball. And then at the other end, Sadio Mane, he scores some goals with his feet, but he's, his head is letting him down a little bit at the moment. And he had another excellent chance right in front of the goal and just put the ball wide. So lots of chances at Villa Park, but still nil all at the moment. Reading leads Millwall by one goal to nil. Hull lead Fulham uh, at Fulham by one goal to nil. There's also a goal that's just gone in at Cardiff as well. They're playing Birmingham. Birmingham with the lead in that one. A couple of goals over in Scotland as well. Hang on. There's been a goal. Let's get that goal up. Listen, you've got to say this was coming for Villa. Liverpool have looked very, very shaky at the back. It's a free kick given away by Sadio Mane. It's rolled, it's uh, lofted into the midfield. Uh, sorry, into the gold mouth area. It's not. A, it's a pretty easy ball that should be dealt with. But Liverpool have tried to play the high trap. Aston Villa. We're now checking it now on VAR to see if they're onside. Liverpool at at uh, free kicks these days. They're playing a very high line. Ooh. They're playing a very high line now. So it looks like Trezeguet has then got through and kicked and scored beautifully. Just put it through Allison's leg. So it looks like a goal, but VAR, I think, are now checking. Check on the VAR. Don't need to check down at uh, the Emirates Stadium. Yeah, goals are plenty, as I say. And Arsenal have taken the lead against Wolves. And it's that, man. No surprise for me to tell you. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang has scored. He's opened the scoring for the Gunners. He sweeps it home. It's a lovely move down the right-hand side. It comes through to the Gambian and he just slots it home into the bottom corner. A wonderful finish from Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang to give Arsenal the lead. We're checking VAR. I've got a funny feeling this is going to be ruled out, Alex. It looks like Liverpool might be lucky here, but this goal has been coming. If it stands, it really was It was coming. It looks like it's going to be another one of these, which is like one millimetre or two millimetres at Trezeguet. Might just be offside. Aston Villa have gone back into their half. They're confident the goal is going to stand, but it's the big VAR decision now whether this... And this is the thing. Should these goals, where it comes down to five centimetres or ten centimetres, should these goals be allowed to stand? Also, got to say that Alisson just gave him a big rap. He didn't do very well there. He could have done better there with the ball being played through his legs quite gently by Trezeguet and into the goal. So Allison could have done better, but still they're replaying this. Everybody ha hanging on their breath at Villa waiting to see, is this a goal or not? Let's stick with the VAR decision. It's with the VAR referee. It's a goal. It's been given. It's been given. Aston Villa have taken the lead against Liverpool. So as things stand, Liverpool trail at Villa Park. Trezeguet on the score, uh, score sheet. And over at the Etihad, Man City trail against Southampton. James Ward-Prowse. I'm not going to say it could prove to be a definitive day in the title race. <laughs> that being said, the top two oh. are losing. Problems at London Stadium as well. There's another goal that's gone in. Let's get more details on that. Yeah, I can tell you, I told you a little earlier that it was one centre-half, Kieran Clark, that opened the scoring for Newcastle. His partner in crime <laughs> has just doubled their advantage, Federico Fernandez, the Argentine, the former Swansea City centre-half. He's got no right to be up there. The ball's lofted in. The West Ham defence goes missing. He's got the easiest of tasks. Roberto's coming out. He's just got to nod it into the empty net. West Ham nil, Newcastle 2. Give Steve Bruce the manager of the year gone now. Shocking, shocking, shocking at West Ham. What, 20 minutes gone? Two goals at down already. A couple of goals to report up in Scotland as well. Uh, a goal for Aberdeen against 
against Kilmarnock. Yeah, Aberdeen lead, I can tell you, it's the former Motherwell striker Curtis Main that has given the Dons the lead. Of course, Aberdeen looking to bounce back from what was a walloping at the hands of Celtic last time out. They lead by a goal to know Lewis Ferguson. He was the man to set Curtis Main up. He hasn't exactly set the world alight since his summer move to Pitodri, but that is a big goal for Curtis Main elsewhere in Scotland as well. I can tell you that Ross County lead Hamilton Academical by a goal to nil. And it's the, uh, what do they call them? The Nessie Messi. It is Nessie. Billy Mackay who has added his name to the score sheet. Formerly of Inverness, Caledonian Thistle. Banged them in. They called him the Nessie Messi. It's he that has opened the scoring for Ross County. They lead by a goal to nil, and I can tell you elsewhere as well. It remains Motherwell nil in their match. I'm not quite sure who they're playing, but I can tell you they haven't scored one. Motherwell still nil-nil in their game against Livingston. Roma have extended their lead against Napoli in the first of three games in Italian Serie A today. Yeah, they have. It's Jordan Veritut as well. Well, the former Aston Villa didn't have a happy time of it, did Jordan Veritut at Aston Villa. He went on to Fiorentina, he's found his way to Roma, he's doubled Roma's advantage against Napoli from the penalty spot. So Roma, under Paolo Fonseca, the former Shakhtar Donetsk, moving in the right direction. They're going to, as things stand, move up to third place in the Serie A table. It is Roma 2, Napoli 0. Uh, what's going over in Spain at the moment? Well, nothing at present. We saw Valencia take the points against Espanyol a little earlier on. They beat them by two goals to one on the road. Levante entertaining uh, the league leaders, Barcelona, no goals in that one, 20 minutes on the clock. Uh, however, there are goals aplenty and records aplenty over in the German Bundesliga. There certainly is, Tom. Goals aplenty. You get your money's worth over there, you certainly do. It's <laughs> half-time, I can tell you. Bayer Leverkusen 1, Borussia Mönchengladbach 2. Oscar Wendt had opened the scoring for Mönchengladbach. They were pegged back, but a late goal in that first 45 has seen them lead. And as things stand, they will be top of the Bundesliga. Liga this evening. It's Marcus Turam, son of, and this will make you all feel old, Lillian Turam, who's on the score sheet for Borussia Mönchengladbach. That was after Kevin Volland, the German international, had levelled things up. Borussia Dortmund against Wolfsburg, I can tell you, that remains 0-0 at half-time. The big one though, Eintracht Frankfurt, they lead Bayern Munich by two goals to one. Jerome Boateng sent off inside the first nine minutes. They took the lead, did Frankfurt through Kostic, the Serbian international. They then doubled their advantage only to see Robert Lewandowski, the Polish striker, pull one back. That continues a quite remarkable run of form for Robert Lewandowski. He has scored, Tom, in every single match that he has played in this season. That is Bundesliga, that's the German Cup, and it's the UEFA Champions League. He's extended his record in the German Bundesliga. It's now 10 consecutive games in which the pole has scored in. I can also tell you this result or the scoreline of the day thus far. Forget Bournemouth, forget Southampton, forget Aston Villa. RB Leipzig, they lead Mainz by, wait for it, five goals to nil Goodness at half-time. And I can it's also tell you as well, five different goal scorers Julian Nagelsmann former Hoffenheim coach they spread it around in his side Marcel Sabitzer Timo Werner Christopher Nkunku Marcel Halstenberg and Yusuf Poussin five different goal scorers five goals for RB Leipzig and the final match this afternoon Werder Bremen against Freiburg it remains one apiece that's what's happening uh, in the German Bundesliga. Uni Berlin taking on Hertha Berlin a little later on in proceedings. 9.30 kickoff there. There are late kickoffs over in Italy as well. Bologna taking on Inter Milan uh, at 9pm. And then you'll have to wait till 12.45 this evening uh, to watch Torino against Juventus. Action over in France as well. Marseille getting things underway against Lille at uh, 8.30 this evening. The other game's kicking off at 11 o'clock this evening. So stay tuned for details on all of those and more.
four. More chances down uh, at Aston Villa. Bruni's watching this one for us. Uh, a goal to Robert Fino, but this one has been ruled out. Uh, it's offside. They haven't waited for the VAR, though it must have been clearly offside because the linesman has put up his, his flag straight away. Uh, Liverpool looking a bit dangerous. The ball coming through to Sadio Mane, who's crossed to Roberto Firmino, who actually looks onside. So this could be overruled. This is going to be very interesting. I think they'll go for a VAR check for this one. It looks very, very, yeah, very close. That's a goal. Roberto Firmino is going to get this. He is onside, Roberto Firmino. This looks like a goal. So a this goal. is going to be overruled. Uh, and this one is going to go for Liverpool. So one decision going against Liverpool and VAR. Another one going for them. So this is very, very tight. They are checking it again, though. It's already been checked. Oh. It is a goal to Liverpool. Yeah, so is. Roberto Firmino has made it one all. Been a bit premature there, Brownie. They're checking. Oh, if checking it's a goal. goal. Sorry, Liverpool fans getting a little bit excited. Arm, Liverpool it? fan. Danny, he, Danny he's going to be offside. No, he looks like he's going to be offside. It looks like his fingertip is offside. I remember, oh, I remember earlier on we clipped his nails. Should have clipped his nails. <laughs> oh, this Roberto, morning. why didn't you clip your nails before the game? It is. It's given no goal. Oh, there you go. Goodness, no goal. And it's probably, I mean, you're going to back me up here, Chris McCarty. It's probably a fingertip. It's a yeah? farce. It's a farce. Yeah. It's what it is. I'm just worried now. You've caused an awful lot of Liverpool fans having told them that they're level to swerve off the road if we've caused any accidents out there got to apologise apologise Liverpool fans just getting a very excited it's a very very open game here at Villa Park a lot of excitement a lot of chances but Villa at the moment are standing up to everything that Liverpool can throw at them but maybe there is another chance for coming for the Reds who are playing in white today uh, very soon Barcelona in action against Levante no Dembele for Barcelona today Usman Dembele has been cut from FC Barcelona's squad to face Levante today apparently nothing to do with injury apparently it's nothing to do with disciplinary so what do we read into that Chris McCarty just technical oh he's had his issues as was Manny Dembele he's been late to training an awful lot he admitted in one interview that he likes to play his Xbox a little bit too much he has been disciplined time and time again He's a wonderfully talented young individual, as Usmani Dembele. That football club invested an awful lot of money in him to bring him over from Borussia Dortmund, the young Frenchman. It's not quite worked out there. I know an awful lot of clubs would take a punt on him if Barcelona were to decide to sell him on. But when you've got Messi, when you've got Suarez, you've got Antoine Griezmann, throw in the young 16-year-old Fati as well. He's well down the, 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 uh, the, the I guess, the kind of list, the, the squad list for Barcelona is Ousmane Dembele. And it's no surprise to see that he has been jettisoned from the playing squad tonight. And, uh, yeah, will he be a Barcelona player come the start of next season? I've got my doubts. Uh, Barcelona starting lineup for you: Antoine Griezmann, Luis Suarez, and Lionel Messi up front. Then Arthur, De Jong, and Vidal just behind the uh, back four of uh, Semedo, uh, Lengele, uh, Pique, and Roberto with uh, Terstegen in goal as well. So keep an eye on that one for you. Keep an eye on all of the results. Another result coming out. Another goal uh, to be reported upon. Yeah, or this not, is, as the case no, may be. Yeah, this is just the Roberto Firmino incident once again being looked at. You can just tell your bet. You, you can bet your life that the B in sports boys Andy Gray and Richard Keyes will have a field day over this Roberto Firmino decision. They have got it in for Mike Riley, the head of the refereeing association over in England. They've got it in for VAR. They'll spend all 50 minutes. Why? Because I guess it's easier to bemoan VAR than it is to do proper analysis work that's what Whoa. they'll do at half time I'm sure of that I think the goal should have stood but of course fingernails and all of the rest of it it all counts these days and just quickly of course at the London Stadium talking about goalkeepers as we were that second goal that was scored by Newcastle was a mistake by the goalkeeper Roberto Jimenez he came charging off his line couldn't get to the ball Jetro Williams got the cross uh, and missed it Frederico Fernandes then loops a header into the empty net so some really bad goalkeeping at London Stadium letting West Ham down as you said for the first goal Tom indeed yeah problems uh, for West Ham fans and 
and all. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll put you in the picture. This is The Grill, live from Barasti, where the game is always on. We are live from Barasti, where the game is always on. Uh, new times for The Grill. We're on between six and nine. Why? So we can keep up to date with all the goals as they go on in the major games in the Premier League uh, and across Europe as well. We'll continue to do that. And, of course, bring your team news. Uh, we haven't told you about Manchester City. How are they lining up? this afternoon we'll get team news for you uh, on the man city team in just a few moments time they are trailing to southampton uh, pep guardiola who's he entrusted chris mccarty yeah it's a strong team so it is arguably maybe minus the left back and a center half short it is probably man city's best 11 ederson in goals kyle walker john stones fernandinho and angelino given a start this afternoon midfield three kevin de bruyne ilke gundigan and david silva and then for me it is their best front three bernardo silva sergio Aguero and Raheem Sterling. As for Southampton and Ralph Hussenhattel, well, he's stuck with a formation that didn't serve him so well midweek, but it's clearly working today. They've obviously got a look at City. They've tweaked one or two things. It's a back five, Alex McCarthy in goals, back five of Valerie Bednarik, Stevens, Vestergaard and Hoiberg. Midfield three of Ward-Prowse, Romeo and Armstrong, former Dundee United and Celtic midfielder. And then it's a mobile front, three, uh, front two, Tom. They're, I guess they've looked at what Wolves did to City they want movement, they want strikers that can get in behind. Danny Ings, one of those. Nathan Redmond, who has been a thorn in the City side thus far, is your other striker. And it's working thus far because 35 minutes on the clock at the Etihad Stadium. It is Manchester City nil, Southampton 1. It's James Ward-Prowse with the only goal of the game. Let's hear uh, from both the teams. Uh, let's start with City and their build-up uh, to this game. Uh, they're at home against Southampton. No, everybody, I think, is fit. Uh, yesterday we didn't train. We trained in a few, in two hours. So, But I think the guys were injured, still injured. The guys uh, were fit, are fit. Where does Angelino fall into that? Is he That okay? was cramp. Yeah, so he's going to be okay. Yeah. You'll have seen this week UEFA's punishment uh, to the Bulgarian FA uh, over the treatment the England players received, the likes of Raheem Sterling. Um, it was roundly criticised. I wondered if you had a view on the level of punishment of fine one game behind closed doors? No, I don't know. The, the suspension is banned, so UEFA decide that, so support it, and that's all. Do you think a bigger punishment would deter people, stop people acting in such a way? Which people should be stopped? The people that were shown in the stadium making racist gestures, giving racist abuse to the players? Yeah, but it's banned. I think they're going to play in empty stadium, so I don't know if the UEFA knows exactly which... Which which person, which people? Of course, you can individualize which one is the best solution, you know, because not all the Bulgarian people is, you know, it's what it is. It's, so, but it's not the solution, but to start for something is good. So maybe next next time uh, it's not going to happen, not just in Bulgarians, in all around the world. We have to respect our uh, support. It's not easy for, uh, for the players sometimes, for all of us. So I can understand Shaka. And then emotion, that, that moment, so I don't know exactly what's going on inside, but uh, maybe I'm not the real guy to say that because sometimes I lose my emotions and I cannot control me myself, but uh, you have to try it, you know, because at the end it's, it's just a game to have fun, to try to do their best, and I'm pretty sure all the players, Shaka included, do absolutely everything for the best for Arsenal, for the best for his mates and to do his team winning games. That I don't have doubts about that. If the end is the captain, so it's because he has something special. So 
uh, in the locker room. So it's happened. It's because sometimes you know you lose on control and will be forgotten and move forward. And hopefully, in the future, the fans can forgive and Shaka and Shaka okay come back and show how incredible and good player he is. Pep Guardiola speaking there ahead of this game. Not going according to plan. It's been a funny old week for Southampton fans, isn't it? Oh, it's been a brutal week. You, you start a week or so ago. What, <laughs> Friday, nine days last ago, Friday, wasn't it? A 9-0 defeat. You then look at the fixture list and you're like, oh my goodness, we've got a League Cup game at the Etihad against City. They lose that one 3-1. Then you look at the next fixture and you're like, oh, we're back at the Etihad against City again. <laughs> and I tell you what, Tom, I'm watching this one. This is my featured match down here at Barasti. They have done oh so well. Yes, okay, they've got the lead. Yes, the lead came through a bit of luck, but you make your own luck in football. They're now defending really deep. They're going to have to soak up an awful lot of pressure between now and the end of this match. Probably the best part of an hour. But so far, they're defending manfully. They're good value for their lead. A long way, I appreciate, still to go, but it is Man City nil, Southampton 1. And this result would just alleviate the pressure somewhat off of Ralph Hussenhattel if it, it does indeed stay 1-0 to the Saints. There's a long way to go, though, and as we know, City are a blue machine and you'd yeah. expect them to come roaring back at some stage. More trouble for Liverpool down at Aston Villa. There's no goals, but Sadio Mane is now in the book. He's in the book for, well, some people would criticise him for doing this a bit, but he's been booked for diving in the goal. And good. so... He's, uh, he's uh, gone to the book. So a little bit more pressure on Liverpool and a bit more pressure on Sadio Mane. I think he feels that he hasn't done much in this first half, trying to win his side a penalty to make up for things, and he's just made it a little bit worse. So Liverpool are attacking, but uh, Villa standing strong at the moment. Uh, goal uh, pulled back uh, by Napoli. Uh, they've just pulled one back in that particular game against Roma. Uh, Milic with the uh, goal on 72 in response to Roma's two. Uh, Zaniolo on 19 and Votu from the penalty spot on 55. How many minutes left in that? About 10 uh, minutes. 10 minutes, yeah, so 10 minutes. I can tell you as well. Let's quickly go to Germany. Uh, Eintracht Frankfurt have extended their lead against Bayern Munich to three goals to one. Bayern Munich down to 10 men. Jerome Boateng sent off after just nine minutes. The goals continue to pour in at RB Leipzig. They were five nil up at half time. Seven minutes into the second half. They've scored another two. It's Ouch. now RB Goodness Leipzig, me. seven, Mainz, nil. And to continue the trend, well, no, six different goal scorers. Timo Werner has himself two. So that could be a cricket score by the end of it. It's seven, nil, and there's still 35 minutes or plus to go. South Africa uh, are writing the headlines today. They thumped uh, England. There's no easy way to say that as an England fan, but uh, they thumped England earlier on. Uh, by 20 points. 12-32 was how it finished uh, down in Japan. South Africa, congratulations today. Uh, much better than England on the day and crowned world champions for the third time. Third time now, isn't it? It is the yeah. third time. And as Chris McCarty was pointing out a little bit earlier, it's after 12 years. They won in 95, they won in 2007, and they've won this one now in 2019. And you can arguably say that this is maybe their greatest triumph. 1995 was at home, of course, in South Africa, and they did, a beat, of course, beat New Zealand in the final there in 95, but lucky against France in the semi-final in uh, the flooded uh, Kings Park in Durban. 2007, they almost won it by default in 2007. They played England twice. They didn't play against the All Blacks. And uh, you, could, you could say that Jake White's side got there a little bit lucky in 2007 with the uh, France, of course, knocking the All Blacks out. But this team, a great result for them. They lost one match to the All Blacks, but they've been very strong. And I think we all underestimated how hard it was to knock Japan out. And they knocked Japan out 26-3 in that quarterfinal. And maybe we all underestimated that performance, how much, how good South Africa were that day to win that game. And maybe that was a foreshadowing of the final rather than the semi-final performance against Wales, which, as we agreed, wasn't great. Uh, 
club rugby continues though uh, whilst you've got uh, all going on in the World Cup or not as the case may be anymore it's done and dusted for another four years next one's in France yeah in 2000, 2023 and also Springbok fans out there would be having a bit of a smile to themselves of course because it was very controversial uh, in the in this World Cup the 2023 the allocation because all the talk was that South Africa would get it oh, yeah. and remember uh, the World Rugby sent a team of delegates a team of experts down to look at all the different venues and they decided that the best nation to hold the World Cup was South Africa in 2023. But then they went and had a, a vote at the World Council, the World Rugby Council, and surprise, surprise, they gave it to France. So Springbok fans will be smiling a little bit today so that they will now go to <laughs> the go to France as the defending champions. Indeed they will. They'll have to wait another four years, as will we as well. Uh, what else is going on in rugby? Well, as I mentioned, uh, the Gallagher Premiership is back uh, without its uh, World Cup stars, that's for sure. Uh, Leicester playing Gloucester as we speak. Leicester have taken a first-half lead against Gloucester. By, they lead by 10 points to three. Saris are up by two against London Irish at the moment. Saracens haven't had a great start to the season. Uh, they lead London Irish by eight points to six. And Bath uh, lead Wasps. So all the points in this game coming from the uh, boot uh, at the moment. Wasps six, Bath nine in that one. One game underway over in the Guinness, Guinness Pro 14. Scarlet's taking on the Cheetahs and it's seven apiece in that one. Are you a fan of uh, South African franchises playing in the Guinness Pro 14? Listen, I quite like it actually happening. Um, the, the thing is also the South African teams have been doing very well this year. Uh, the Cheetahs have started very well. They've been very poor. The Kings have been poor. The Cheetahs haven't been great. But uh, this year both teams have started well. And of course, we'll come back to me in a sec. I told you this man was a fantasy football manager dream. If you've not got him in your fantasy football team, you need to get him in now. John Lundstrom has just scored two. He's doubled his tally for the day. Sheffield United lead by two goals to nil. Someone down here, good friend of mine, has just heard me saying that. So I think he's got him in his fantasy football team. But more to the point, Sheffield United, they lead Burnley by two goals to nil. It's the number seven. It's John Lundstrom. He's added his second. Sheffield United in dream world. Chris Wilder, what a job he's done with the Blades. What a job. I can't, you can't underestimate the great job and great work that he's done. The lead Burnley by two goals to nil. Fast approaching half time, uh, which is the perfect time for uh, our friend Alex Bruin to tell us the story about the jersey that he's wearing today. Chris and I uh, waddle on down here. Uh, Bruni's been down here uh, soaking up the atmosphere, wearing a South African jersey, which is probably a good jersey to be wearing on a day like this, especially amongst a crowd like this down at Barasti. But this... This is a jersey with a bit of provenance, correct? It is. Well, um, yeah, I decided today uh, that uh, I, I didn't think South Africa had much chance. I really thought it was going to be England's day today in the World Cup uh, final. But uh, So I thought I'll show a bit of support to my South African friends, and I pulled out an old training jersey. Now, I was very lucky to work with the Springboks in South African rugby from 95 to 2000 as the media manager for the team. And back in uh, 97, we had a, a talented young flanker from the Free State in our team called Russi Erasmus. And uh, Russi and I had a very, very good relationship. Uh, he was a really good... Uh, I mean, one of the players that probably got on best in my time with the Springboks was Russi. He was a lovely, lovely young guy. And already back then, a big thinker about the game. Really thinking about the game. I remember he would sit with Nick Mallett. He would sit with Alan Solomons. He would have ideas on how they should play the breakdown, how they should play, how they should use Bob Skinstad. He was already thinking back then. Very rev uh, Had some revolutionary ideas. And I think even Nick Mallett would agree that he's got a real coaching... He had a real coaching brain even back then. So Russi and I got on very well. 
uh, back in 97, I think we had a game against Wales or so, and uh, he said, I said, he was wearing a very smart training jersey, and the guys get so much kit, at the end of the tour, they just give stuff away. So I said, so, and Russie knows that, you know, I was a big fan of his, big fan of the box and working with the box at the time, so he took off his jer training jersey at the last training. It was pretty dirty and filthy at the time, but it's the last training of the tour, so last time he needed, and he said, here, Alex, have this. You should have, so, you should have commented on how nice the car was, or the watch was, Alex, <laughs> not the training top. He doesn't want it back, though, does he, no. I don't think he wants it back, but I must say it's held up very, very well. We'll give <laughs> a little, great. little plug to Nike who have made this kit. It's a jersey from 1997. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a little bit ripped around the uh, around the, the sleeves, and you can see it's a much bigger jersey than I, because Russie, of course, was much bigger build than I. But, uh, yeah, wearing this with pride today, and congratulations to Russie Erasmus. Maybe sometimes you underestimate the people you know. Maybe you underestimate the people you know, and maybe I underestimated Russie. Here's the storyline. It's been a horror show for Burnley this afternoon, so it has. No sooner had John Lundstrom added his second, Sheffield United second, John Fleck, the Scot, the former Rangers youth player. He has made it three before the break. Sean Dyche will be tearing into his boys, I'm sure, during that interval because they have not been at the races today. Give all the credit to Sheffield United. They've been bang at it. They lead Burnley. It's not often you say this in the Premier League. Burnley are a good side. They're well drilled. They're 3-0 down, however, at Bramall Lane. Sheffield United three Burnley nil so with this new format we've got to make time for other sport haven't we really we will be around the grounds for you at half time but I am conscious of the fact that we've got cricket being played uh, in our own backyard at the moment so we'll give you an update on those T20 qualifiers and the story so far next there's just so much more to hear download our podcasts at dubaii1038.com